right, bows and bow ties. So I know I've been missing. You know, I've had to um, disappear for a period of time because I was at a um, thing for my my child. So and I didn't have really good reception. So look, I'm going to talk about a few things. Um, before I went away, I know Dr. Umar had been out there doing interviews and stuff. And then, you know, I just haven't had an opportunity to, to, to um, have a conversation about it. You know, I've been kind of off the grid for several days. But let, let's, let's talk about it for a second. Well, actually, let me do this. I'm just going to mention this first. I want to talk about my daughter for a second. I don't know how we got on this conversation, but, you know, I always check in with my kids and I spend a lot of time with uh, my daughter lately, just the way the schedule worked out. And we talked and somehow she was talking about one day if she ever has a boyfriend or get married or whatever. And we live in an area where there aren't a lot of us that that look like me, you know, but she made the comment, well, I just want a black guy. And I was like, okay, well, there's nothing wrong with wanting someone who looks like you. She said, that's, that's the only one, that's all I'm going to be with. She's like, I don't want to be with the white guy. And I said, well, why not? So she's like, I, I don't know, I just want to be the black guy. Now, let me just say this. My daughter is affirmed in our family through me, um, her dad, who I feel like has made her now undateable because she's definitely spoiled. She's not a brat, but like she's truly a daddy's girl and a mama's girl, too. But uh, my daughter is definitely affirmed, right? So she has a really good self-esteem about herself. She thinks she looks good. She's smart. She's talented, like all these things. Even in around these people that don't look like me, she just is happy with herself. She, she's not interested in trying to be anything other than herself. I love how she likes if her hair is braided or she wears her hair in puffs. She goes, I can't do one puff. I don't know why, but she likes her hair in two puffs, whatever, right? My daughter loves herself. She loves her hair. She loves her skin. She loves who she is. She likes having lots of friends. So when I say that she was talking about, I just want to be with a black guy, I think she has been very fortunate to have seen black love, black relationships or whatever, okay? So although her daily interactions are with non-black people, she sees at home and if around family or whatever, she sees black family together. So in her mind, that is normal. That is life. That is what she's supposed to have. And I can dig it. And I felt bad that I made this comment afterwards, but I still feel like it should have been said. I said, well, it's okay to consider any man as long as he's God-fearing and he treats you right. Okay, I said, look, I know we live in the United States and things are what they are like, you know, but I said, I want you to be happy. And I think it's great that you have a preference for someone who looks like you, just like myself. 
right? However, I'm not opposed to other relationships. As long as he believes in God and he treats you right. And I didn't deep dive. I wanted to say um, he recognizes that he may have some biases. I don't know. We all have biases, right? Heck, even within our own community, we have biases. So I made that comment to her. I was like, but why wouldn't you date a white guy? Now, this is just having conversation just to see where her head. And she was like, I don't know. I just want somebody who's black. I think for her, if I'm if I were a betting person, maybe she feels safer with a black guy. And I love that for her, that she feels safe and, and wanted and loved by black men in her life. She doesn't know any different. As far as I know, no one has ever tried to bring harm to her. And you know where I'm going with this, right? Like, she just seems to be happy. She loves daddy. She's got three brothers who she fights with on occasion. But deep down, they would probably hurt somebody if something happens to her. I know they would, especially her twin brother. Her twin brother, while we were gone, could not stop talking. Like, so when are you coming home? I think... So when I was thinking about this conversation I had with my daughter, how she's like, I just have a preference. She didn't use the word preference. She said, I think I just would like to just have a black boyfriend one day, even though she's not really interested in boys. And I just thought it was so telling that she hasn't been tainted by anything. And in her mind, she's going by what she sees at home or at family events and stuff. Right? That's what she sees. And she's fortunate that she gets to see that. So I was just kind of like, did I say the wrong thing by saying, well, just be open to anyone? I think the reason why I said it is because I know what's out here now. I know that there are people not interested in making these young men of character. We've got blacked out weirdos here on podcasts. And they're saying this stuff, and they're completely not accountable. It is so embarrassing. And they really think that they're eating, right? And all they're doing is creating another generation of blacked-out weirdos. So when I think about what's out there right now, I don't want her with these guys. I don't. Because what's out there, this bad black culture... Even though I'm part of the community, I don't, I don't subscribe to that whacked out weirdo culture. I don't want her dealing with that, period. I don't want her to be part of that culture. I don't think that the men that are being raised right now are of good character. Most of the people don't have a relationship at all with Jesus. They don't believe in Jesus Christ, okay? They don't believe that he's part of the Trinity. They don't believe that he died on the cross and rose on the third day. Died for our sins. Blood was the atonement for us right? Their God is money and bad rap music and rappers and athletes. Look at what's happening in like the NBA and other sports, the shenanigans. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's just what they're promoting. I'm like, they can't promote something if we don't give them the content, period. So the, the young men that are being raised right now are being raised to hate women, hate themselves, by the way. They don't even like themselves. They, Their God is money and fame and to be athlete or whatever it is, right? Like, that's their God. And I don't want that for her. And so in my mind, I'm like, at this point, this transcends race. 
I want her to be happy and loved and affirmed and 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 valued and all those things. And I don't know who God is going to send in her life. I don't know what that package is going to look like. And it may not be black. So when I dropped that little nugget on her and I'm like, man, am I raising someone to like, what am I doing? But I was like, but this is the reality. This is the reality. As much as it would be great for her to have black children, because she understands the difference between black and biracial, by the way. She sees what goes on with some of these kids. And, you know, the, the, the biracial kids can't figure out what they're doing right now. She sees it. She sees it in school. They don't even know how to, they are like, they don't know how to align themselves. Not that you should have to, but they're like, I'm black. I'm white. I don't know. I don't, I mean, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, they're trying to figure out their own friend groups. And my daughter is like, whatever. She does her. And, and a lot of times they are attracted to her like a moth to a flame, right? But she attracts a lot of people because her light is so bright. And I work really, really, really hard on pouring good things into her. I work so hard. It's like making me emotional in this car. I'm glad I'm wearing sunglasses because my eyes are moist. I work so hard to pour into my kids. So all these whacked out weirdos on this podcast to include the women when they're like, I didn't need they got these kids. Now I like to spend time with their kids. I'm like, you darn right. You darn right. My job job is to make sure I raise these kids and I know they're going to make mistakes. I'm going to get to Umar in a second. I work hard. My husband works hard. Let me tell you something. This is the whole situation up in our house with four kids, one going off to college. I Let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm Mom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm On podcast with new episodes every Monday. Knowing what I know and I listen to what some of these whacked out weirdos are saying on these podcasts, right? Which makes me definitely believe that that message is proliferated off of the internet too in, in the homes of all these families. I am concerned that there isn't going to be a black man for her if that's if she chooses to, to get married and have children. It sounds like she wants to. She even said, Mom, I want to have black children because I think she's looking around like there's not many now, Granny, because of where we live. But I think she's like, why can't I just have black children? It's not that she thinks white children are bad or anything like that. I don't think that's that it at all. I think that she's looking around and she sees her family and her brothers and everything else. And I think she feels comfort and she's affirmed within our family. Okay. So now I'm going to move on to Dr. Umar. So like I said, before I left, he had been doing interviews and such and, um, 
I wanted to actually do a video on it, but I just literally did not have the cycles. I, I did not. I, I was, uh, let me just say, I should have been at work already, but, you know, I, I, here we are. But I'm going to say something today because I, apparently other people have been responding to, to him or, or commenting on him. I'm not like, I don't subscribe to everything that Umar has to say, Dr. Umar has to say, right? I'm not into polygamy, you know, because I, I believe in Jesus Christ. So like already that just blows that out of the water. But, you know, he was having this interview and many of you have probably already seen it. There was like two or three men. They were sitting around. They were talking about black men in the community or whatever. And I was actually pleased that he he said that and people are clipping a lot of these different talking points. So you can find it out there. I don't even know what the interview was, but it's it's one of the most popular ones right now. Um, years ago when I started my podcast before I came on YouTube, I talked about so many of these things in various different, on various different panels, whatever, right? But the thing that I was trying to, well, well, he didn't use these words, but this is what I would say. There was a pendulum shift when black women had to shift really hard off of center. They had to get educated. They had to raise children. They had to do all of these things. And then you've got black men right now who are in pure ding-dong mode. And they're like, oh, it's the black woman's fault for why these black men and in, 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 these children are out here. I'm like, she literally cannot get pregnant by herself. And black men are literally absolving themselves from responsibility on so many different things. And yo, why is my situation trying to fog up on me? I'm going to need this tonight. Oh, hold on a second. Okay, I'm just trying to get myself together. All right, don't fog up on me. So I said, when you have a huge pendulum shift to one side, right? Because they were abandoned, they were talked down to, they were poor, they were all these things. So now black women said, okay, we're going to figure out how to mitigate some of these things. We need to bring in more money. We need to be educated. We need to start securing our own homes. We need to be independent, right? We need to guard our emotions and all these things. And now you have these silly dudes out here who are so dumb, like really dumb, like they're so masculine. And I don't think, oh, first of all, being a good steward of your money is not a masculine trait, actually. It's not. That's not a masculine trait. And you know, a virtuous woman should be a good steward of her money. All right. A virtuous woman is going to be all those things in support of her husband anyway. I believe that's Proverbs 34 or something like that. It's been a minute. Um, when you have that pendulum shift because they were left destitute and all these things, right? Now they had to swing to the other side and get educated, you know, secure homes, be the, the mom and the dad and all these things in their relationships, right? That's a lot for one person. And to listen to these whacked out weirdo men point blank instead of offer solutions, it is so embarrassing. 
It is so embarrassing. I'm glad he called it out because I had said this years ago. I said they were forced to be this way. And now when you want them to come back center, what are they coming back center towards? You have not healed yourself. You are actually going backwards. When I talk about black men, backwards in education, going backwards in all these things. You continue to off each other. There's this silly snitch culture. There's like, what is there to come back to? But they have these demands on women and they offer up nothing. Remember, women want all forms of security, financial, financial security, physical security, spiritual security, educational security, sexual security, emotional security, all these things. And so what happens is I think women right now are struggling with letting go of some of those things because there's no security in, in, in letting go. Right. Why should they let go when they're looking at what the options are? The options, what are the options? So when he kept trying to explain, no, we have created this situation. You know, we have contributed to having women feel this way and behave this way. And men are like, no, but they're going to the pookies. I'm like, but most of you are pookies. There are no options out there. They don't see any different. And many of these men who sit up on these panels have contributed to these situations. That was like the hypocrisy of all of it. So I don't know if these men were single parents or anything like that. I cannot speak to that. What I do know is many of these men get up on these panels and talk as if like they are, are, are doing the Lord's work or something. I'm like, you literally are still a dum-dum. I don't care how much you clean yourself up to sit on one of these panels. What comes out of your mouth is so embarrassing and so stupid. It's so stupid. But anyway, so Umar was like, look, we have basically helped to create the, the, the shenanigans that's happening. And you've heard me say in recent videos, I said, like, we don't care about each other in this community, in, in, in the black community. It's very individualistic, right? Well, he just called it out, too. He's like, you know, I don't care about what you've done individually. I care about what you had done, you know, as a group of people. And those dum-dums that were sitting up there like, like looking like, yeah, yeah, but but I bought a I bought some tic tacs or something. I don't know. I'm just making that part up. But the point I'm making is they made it seem like like I I I'm like he's like no dingling. He was basically calling out like this is bigger than just you. It's collectively getting these kids together, talking to these kids, etc. 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 You know my my husband has volunteered and coached a lot for my children. There's times when he takes a break because it is exhausting. And although we don't live in a community with a lot of black people, he goes out there and he pours himself into these kids. Several sports. It's like and we are busy week in and week out. I sometimes have to be the team mom or whatever it is or volunteer or chaperone or whatever, right? You do your part to make sure your child is represented, that they see themselves out there and they feel secure and are loved. And you, 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 put, you put yourself into the community. But that's also how you learn how to network into your community, too when you're volunteering, when, whether it's your kids or whether you're involved with 
coaching or being on the staff or something or whatever it is, you know, I feel like if more black men did that, when my son was playing basketball this season and his team is a mixed team, okay, but we, why is my eye so itchy? Um, his, he, he would go up against all black teams, you know, mixes, whatever. And it was interesting. Um, I would watch the, the guys that were on the sidelines and some of them were hood, some of them are not. I loved it. Loved it. Because I didn't care that some of them were a mess, right? They were pouring into those kids the game of basketball and creating a sense of family that didn't involve um, harming people, right? They created, like, these kids were being affirmed and, like, all these things, learning team sports. There's so much learning a team sport. There was so much that was going on. And so even though we were on opposing sides, I didn't know these men from Adam, I love that even, I'm going to, hate saying it this way, but even at the hood level, right, and that's kind of effed up the way I said that, but I just loved it because these men, were involved with these kids. Now, granted, the coaching style was different. Some of it was hee-hawable because, you know, but, I mean, like, you can't get mad at someone for saying, here, let me have your children. I'm going to take your children. We're going to run our practices, and we're going to go to these games, and they're going to look like a million dollars because, like, all the kids have the same uniform. You're part of a group. You're part of a family. These kids were part of something. And you're going to go, and then when you're done, I'm going to tell you all the things you did wrong, but I'm going to lift you up too. I'm going to lift you up. Okay? And I'm going, look, why was I like in the wrong lane? Sorry, I have to get all the way over. I'm going to lift you up and let you know how great you are. And then we're going to do it again. You're going to have an opportunity to get better and, and atone for the mistakes you make, right? But I love that. So when he says, like, what have we done in a community? And I'm looking at with some of these men, smelling like weed and all, giving me contact. I was just like, but they were out there coaching these kids in this AAU league. And so in that moment, I could care less. I just didn't want to have to smell the weed. Not all of them smell like that, only a couple. But I was just kind of like, that's what it's supposed to be. So when he says, what are you doing in the community or for your kids or whatever like that? Men pouring into wherever they are. I loved it. And I saw these children out there um, involved in something. And you know what? In order to remain on these teams, you have to put in some work, right? Now, granted, I know everybody thinks they're going to play basketball, but at least there were people out there willing to pour into these children. And that's the kind of stuff he's talking about. He's like, where were we? Did I say that right? Or where are you in the community? So that we don't raise a bunch of pookies. The, 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 the pookies and the Ray Rays should never have been allowed to pop up in the community. So I I just wanted to put that out there where he was calling out some things, and these men that were were on this panel are so stupid. 
because all they kept doing was referring back to the woman, the woman. And he's like, but what about you? They, they, he's like, but why don't you call out the woman? Because he's like, but we're here talking about men. We're talking about men, and they were hyper-focused on the women. And that's the reason why I was just like, when my daughter last last week, or was it this week? I can't remember. She was like, I think I want a black guy. And I'm like, I don't like what's out here. I don't like your choices. Now, I didn't say that to her. I just said, you don't know who God's going to put in your path. And you don't know what that package is going to look like. As long as he treats her well, would I love to see more black children? Yes. But not at the detriment of my daughter's happiness. All right. So, look. Yeah, I'm back. By the way, look at my afro. My afro was afroing. I like. Uh, I think I might be afroing all summer until the fall. What do you think? I think I'm going to do that. Um, I would do braids. I probably should straighten my hair, right? I don't, I don't know. I just haven't been in the mood lately. Because I don't want to have to maintain it. I just don't. Wait a minute, look at my afro, it's afroing, I like it, alright, um, leave a comment, and make sure you subscribe guys, seriously.